Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And I've got K Scott, a main man with me, to chime in, to give some knowledge to all you young folks out there and all you parents out there that are, you know, mm-hmm. peeping in, you know, checking right, out. Because, right. you know, even though we answer a lot of questions from teens, this information can easily be shared from a parent to a teen. Mm-hmm. And before uh, we get going, we want to remind you guys, you can follow us on YouTube under OG Therapy. You can follow us on Instagram as OG.Therapy, follow our Instagram page. And you can also follow me at David.K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I. Um, David, what am I? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and tell your Okay, I, I just kind of busted myself that I'm not really active on social media. Uh, so, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. you got to get it. <laughs> they, I had to look up my Instagram. You know what it is. David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I underscore. And K, why don't you tell them yours? There we go. I was I was looking up yours for, yours, for you too. Uh, yeah, but is. mine is K Scott underscore two. And that can be on Instagram, Twitter. And if you're a LinkedIn person, just K Scott two. I'm, 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 I'm like. Two weeks away from being a boomer, man. I'm there. I'm there. I'm almost okay. there. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. So um, got got some more questions here that we want to answer um, mm-hmm. from teenagers. And like I said, uh, if you like these questions and these are questions that you think could be helpful to someone that you know, um, a teenager in your life, then please share these questions with people. And if you really want to support the podcast, you want to get two and a half years of videos and content that's not on your normal podcast platform, all you got to do is go to www.patreon.com backslash OG therapy. And basically what OG therapy Patreon is, it's more of this information, but we answer questions that come specifically from Patreon. So that's a good way for $5 a month. You can submit a question on there and then um, we go ahead and answer the questions just like we do with the teenagers that we yep. um, talk to at assemblies. So, and we're going to be getting a bunch of more questions in a week or so, huh, Kenneth? Cause right. Kenneth and I are going to be, you. Kenneth and I are going to be speaking at the university of Utah, our, our alumni uh, to youth there and, and uh, the foster um, foundation and uh, helping uh, the youth out there get some of their uh, social mm-hmm. and mental health and relationship needs met by um, speaking to them, but also answering some of their questions. So we're looking forward yep. to having that information as well in the very near future. In the words of Bart Scott. Tank break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into this question. The question we got for today is from a real life teen, as always. And uh, it says, what can I do if I don't feel like I belong anywhere, like home, school, with friends, et cetera? Mm. Um, first off, thanks for the, to the teenager um, that sent this question. And, you know, when I read a question like this, Kay, like my heart, my heart hurts, you know, for, for teens yeah. that are feeling that. One, teenagers nowadays, the fact that they can even ask that question, that, that shows a lot of strength in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know back when I was growing up, I'm sure a lot of young people felt that way. In fact, I even felt that way at times. Mm-hmm. And on the outside, it looked like I had lots of friends. It looked like I felt comfortable in the places of that. But there's a few times specifically in my life where I felt like I didn't belong anywhere either. 
So, you know, just shout out to the, to this young person for, you know, having that courage and bravery, just put that out there. But it does hurt my heart a little bit. How about you, Kay? Oh, without a doubt, man, especially being young like this, it's like, dang. So you just hope for the best. Yeah. Well, let's get to giving some uh, OG uh, Jedi knowledge. Okay. Um, One thing that comes to my mind, Kenneth, is, and I'm wondering what you have to say about this, is you and I both had football. Mm-hmm. We had sports. The interesting thing about sports is even if you're not good at sports, it's like baked in relationships. For sure. You're on a team. You're a part of something. Oftentimes when kids start a sports team, they uh, they don't really know anyone on the team. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of the season, regardless if it's soccer, basketball, volleyball, football, what, what have you, by the end of the season, not only do you guys know everybody or everybody knows each other, you've done a lot of things outside of the sport. Yep. After a game, maybe a fundraiser, car wash, right? Mm-hmm. You do a lot of team building type things, and and that you know can definitely uh, give a young person a sense of belonging. Right. Um. So you know, it, as simple as it may sound, and maybe this young person and other young people listening to this um, may know this. Maybe their parents have been trying to say, "Hey, you know, join the sports team. Join the sports team." I'm not saying that you have to join a sports team per se. But you do get a couple of benefits from a sports team. Like I said, you get a baked in. It's like it's almost like it comes installed on the phone, like an app yep. that comes on the phone. Like an amenity. <laughs> exactly. You just you just become one of the team, right? Yeah. And over time you build a really you're gonna, of course, on any team, you're gonna like people. You're like some people more than others. Mm-hmm. But the the other thing besides having just, you know, relationships that come with it and you get to have an identity, you get to be like, you know, if you're at, you know, Bingham High School, let's say, yeah, Bingham football, Bingham wrestling, Bingham mm-hmm. cheerleading. Now, the second thing that comes with it is purposeful struggle. Mm. Purposeful struggle is what I tell parents all the time that I believe that most young people are lacking. Mm. So this young person asks this question, what they're lacking is that their struggle is, you know, they don't feel like they fit in anywhere. Well, let's say if they got on a sports team, for example, they would be struggling to do the practices. They would be doing their part in trying to win games. And by trying to get good at something, you're going to have to struggle to get stronger, faster, um, better conditioning. And then you're going to struggle to learn like how the sport works and to, you know, maybe even struggle to get playing time. But that struggle has a purpose. Mm-hmm. The biggest fear that I have for young kids is that, their struggle is just wondering where they fit in and where they should be because that struggle doesn't feel like it has a lot of purpose to it. Cause just in between your ears going back and forth. So I'm interested to, to hear what you think about that. Okay. Cause you get the physical struggle of sports, you get, um, you know, the, you know, the, the struggle that is like to, to make friends, but there's already friends there. So it's kind of like an inside thing where you get to a, an easier chance of making friends. Cause you're just showing up the same time that they're showing up every day. And when you're struggling to get good as a team together, it's a shared struggle. And when everybody shares the same struggle, you have a lot in common. It can build deeper relationships. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you want to add something about the sports thing and, and also too, would you like to add something else? Cause there, there's a lot of other things going through my mind in regards to this question. Yeah. The, uh- Obviously, the sports thing is is amazing. The purposeful struggle. Um, another thing that I'll tap on to is really defining what does it. What do you really mean by I struggle to find friends? Like, what is that definition? What is it that you want it to look like? 
And then like once you figure out in your head what you want that to look like, then you can kind of figure out where to go as far as direction goes. And then if it's if it's like, say, for instance, I'm like, ah, man, I struggle to find friends because that mean, it just means that I just don't have a connection with anybody. Well, what is it that you like? Figure out other people and find that connection. And then, like you said, once you attach yourself to something, then that that way you can start beginning exploring on different measures. You know how you use the sports measures like we're in the sport. We're attached to the sport. However, we've done so many other things outside the sport that has like deepened our friendship. And so I just kind of look to it as the same thing. It's like it don't have to be sports. Just find your tribe, your community of what you're like trying to identify yourself as or with and then begin to go wide with it. I think that's like the best thing to do because like Dave always uh, mentioned like connection is currency and the more like connections you have the more rich and fulfilling you feel and you will no longer feel as if you're just alone anymore like you're rich in friends and so um and that's why I really truly believe what you think about it though well you know what you said in the very beginning I I completely agree um the starting point you said what are you interested in and some kids will say, oh, I don't know what I'm interested in. Uh, usually they have at least a few things. Like, let's say you're not interested in sports, but you like playing video games. Well, at the high school I teach at, and many high schools now, they have clubs mm-hmm. for video games. And Which is they, pretty darn cool. Yeah, they, they have, they have, they have, uh, um, it's e-sports, not EA. Right? Yeah, they have esports. I was going to say it's not EA, it's esports. And uh, they compete against each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may not know if you're going to be really interested in something, but there's only one way to find out. Yep. Right. I mean, anyone out there that says, if you're a young person's had a job or if you're an older person, listen to this, you know, the job on, on the ad or, you know, the, the way you see it online, it, it may look really interesting. It may look like a great job. You may even go and get an interview and you're like, wow, this is really cool. I like the person there. But until you start working with that company and working that job, you don't really know how good of a fit it's going to be for you and how, how, how much you're going to really like it. Well, the mm-hmm. same thing goes like trying um, sports or trying different types of clubs. I think that purposeful struggle really can only be tapped into is if you're first kind of nervous and scared and you're not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Sitting idly and thinking about like, I don't belong anywhere. I don't fit in anywhere. That is exactly what it is. It's a feeling. It's a thought. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily reality. So, yeah, I mean, it, just starting with something that you're interested in or something that you might be interested in or something that you've been curious about before. Right. Schools do such a good job of that now. And then online communities, same type of thing. Mm -hmm. Anyone, I I have a, I have a client of mine right now and it just proves to me that it doesn't matter what the hobby is. You can go really deep in it. Like you said, Kenneth, Um, one of my clients is really into model trains building model model trains and they meet at like this park and they all bring out their chains they put them out the trains they put them out on the grass stuff like that they set up their whole things with generators whatever and they just start building these elaborate train sets and i was like how did you find out about this well this guy had moved to california from utah and he goes i was just like you know just looking online about you know you know certain things that you could do you know if, hey if you're new here you know come and hang out with us here and he's just looking 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 and he goes i remember when i was younger i was really into building model trains with my grandpa and i really got into it i liked it this guy his profession his career is not building model trains like it's totally right. opposite from that but he found a sense of belonging from being mm-hmm. around other people who also build it now he's like 
the chairman of the board. Now he's like involved in like their meetups and their get togethers. And now he has a reason like people are needing him. Hey, when are we meeting up, who's providing the food? Mm -hmm. So getting involved in, in some sort of uh, community thing, uh, a sports team, a club. The reason why I think Kenneth and I are telling you young people out there that this is what can lead you to make you feel like you could, that you belong somewhere because belonging isn't necessarily like, Hey, I'm great at this. I'm amazing at this. I'm better than everyone else. Belonging is sharing in the same experiences with other people, having the same curiosities, and then everybody putting in a little bit of time, effort, and work. And next thing you know, you're part of the team. Yep. (laughs) I'm the team. (laughs) I'm on a team. (laughs) Yep. So, and same thing with family, too. If you want to feel like you fit in with your family, offer some sort of service, some sort of help. Mm. A lot of teenagers, they're used to being told what to do. And... If their parents don't tell them to clean up, if their parents don't tell them to do anything like that, then they, they just kind of just wait to being told. One suggestion I like to give is go and tell your parents that, hey, you know, I feel like, you know, you guys do a lot more for me than I do for you. And the, by the way, most parents will say, uh-huh, yeah, I'm listening. Like most parents will agree with that because it's mostly true, right? Right. And, uh, and then after you say it, say, I, I would actually like to help out. Now, there's other ways you can help out. Some parents have found, um, I'm seeing some teenagers have found that their parents really like to have family gatherings, really like to do stuff. Then they're trying to get the teenagers, they're trying to get their kids to go along with it. And then the kid's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go here. Then the parent gets frustrated. It's like, hey, I'm trying to like put together some hangout or something that we could all do together and have fun. Because a lot of parents tell me their kids are always complaining, we're, we're boring, we don't do anything fun. So the parents are trying to come up with some fun ideas and fun things that they could do. And then a lot of times kids are too quick and teenagers are too quick to shut it down. I don't like that. Or I don't like that. Poke holes. Right. In it. Be the teenager that goes to your parents and say, listen, I've got some really good ideas. I know you like to, you know, have dinner together. I know you like to play games, stuff like that. How about we do this? Now I suggest all teenagers in a situation when you're trying to feel like you belong with your family, you got to come up with like a handful of ideas, bring them to your parents and then say, or say those handful ideas. Like here's some ideas I came up with for us to, you know, you know, hang out as a family and, you know, we don't have to do any of these ideas. I just, I don't know. These are some thoughts I had, you know, what what, what do you think about my ideas? Putting that out there shows that you're willing to hang out with your family. Now, if you're an adult listening to this, you're saying, oh my gosh, like, you know, my teenager never wants to be with me. My teenager never wants to be with me. Let me tell you guys, after reading a couple thousand, gosh, has it been a couple thousand now? I've had a couple thousand students just in the past four years. Let's say 2,000 students. After reading 2,000 students answering one specific question on a homework assignment I give them about families, one of the questions is um, called download and delete. What Mm. it is is they will have to say something that they wish they could download more of for their family, for their family Mm. to be closer, or for that they think their family needs, and what's something they they would like to delete. Mm. Well, the download... I mean, when I say most of the kids say this, it's probably about 89, 88% of the teenagers said this. They said they wish their download, their family could download more time together. But mm. then they will go into definition, like description, say, but not just like sitting there watching a movie or sitting there answering questions uh, from our parents about the day that we had, like spending actual time together where they can be around each other. So parents, don't make the mistake just because your kids want to hang out with their friends a lot. Don't make the mistake that they're not thriving or they're not 
um, uh, that they're not thirsty and wanting time with you. It just has to be time with you that's mutually beneficial. It -hmm. can't be, hey, parents, you only suggest your kids do things that you did 10 years ago. Well, 10 years ago, your kids may not be interested in going to the zoo for the 3000th time. (laughs) They they may not like, Hey mom, we did that when I was three and four. I'm like 14 now. Right. Can we do something different? Mm -hmm. A lot of times parents will, will take that advice from kids and take it as if like, or not advice, but when their kids say they don't want to go to the zoo, don't want to do the typical family traditions. Sometimes parents will make the mistake and and take offense to that. It's not an offense. Trust Mm -hmm. me, guys, teenagers want to hang out with their families and that test or not test, but that homework assignment that I have teenagers do, I mean, every single quarter, I'm always blown away. That's the number one thing. And then when the teenagers say, I want to download more family time, say, so what should we delete? The number one comment on that part of the on that part of the assignment is we need to delete screen time. Mm. We need to spend more time together. My mom's always on her phone. My dad's always on his phone or on calls doing this and that and the other. So on the outside, teenagers look like they want to be on their screens all the time, that they're addicted to their phone. And for some kids, there may be some truth to that, but on the inside, they actually want that face-to-face time. They mm-hmm. want to spend that time. It's up to you know us as parents to become creative with that, but that's the suggestion I give to any teenager, how to feel like you belong more with their family, offer some sort of service, offer some sort of ways and say, hey, I would like to help out. And then also say, hey, you know, whatever your parents are into, especially if it's like spending time with their kids, most parents are going to want to spend time with their kids, especially as they get older, because they know the time is very limited. So mm-hmm. be that teenager that brings ideas to your parents. And you can find out really quickly, not only do you feel like you belong, you feel like you matter because you gave your family something that they didn't have before. And that's the biggest issue to belonging. If you feel like you belong, it's because you're offering something. If you feel like you belong on your team, Kenneth, it's simply because you've worked hard enough you're a member of the team and you contribute in a way that yep. the team wouldn't be the same without you. Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy that you mentioned earlier too, about screen time, about maybe two weeks ago, I was like, man, you know what? I want to feel more attached to, I'm not going to say real life because I'm already attached to real life, but I want to feel more in the picture, in the scope and just regards to everything around me. And so on our iPhones, we have a thing where you can limit, the usage of screen time on your phone and they will and you can put a passcode on it and lock it right and so whenever this time limit is up your 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 phone just stops like as far as working on any app that you want to utilize and what i realized is that man i've been more focused on everything outside of this doggone phone even more and like been able to like grasp different ideas really like take the whole experience of life more which sounds crazy but it's like man i'm like i'm i'm trying to go back to the old ways where we had t9 and flip phones where it's like i don't need this thing anymore i want to experience life for what it is outside of in this rectangle box or whatever it is uh, shape is you know what i'm saying so that's crazy you mentioned about screen time because i felt like that was so effective at you know me not leaning on social media gossip that may be out there spewing but allowing me to really get deeper in my thoughts deeper in who i want to be what i want to do and just pave the way for that so it was great that you mentioned that piece in there oh yeah i mean because it makes sense how are you supposed to feel like you belong somewhere if you're not living in reality Mm, yep if you're Mm -hmm. living in digital you know the the virtual reality which is even if you're not into vr i mean (laughs) It's, you know, online is a subcategory of reality. It's, it's a, it's an off, it's like the sidecar of reality. 
And for many people that were raised, especially younger people that were raised with iPads and technology, they're, they're what's called natives to technology. Mm-hmm. Those, the young generation right now, they have a hard time differentiating between online reality and in-person reality, except when they're experiencing a smile and a hug from a friend, it feels a whole lot better and a whole lot different than just mm-hmm. getting someone to like, just checking to see how many people have liked your picture over, over a 24-hour period. Both feel good. <laughs> right. Both mm-hmm. feel good. One feels good for a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. One feels good for a longer period of time. Right. So if you want to feel like you belong, you guys, just like what uh, Kenneth just said, you really should be trying to figure this problem out in day-to-day, face-to-face relationship situations. I'm not saying that social media is bad or inherently evil, but what I am saying is social media is a virtual reality. It's not the face-to-face reality where you can feel, touch, hear people, mm. you can see their facial expressions. You can talk to them in, in a manner that that's very just it's it's almost like you're allowing them to have an experience with you. You're allowing yourself to have experience with them. You're not trying to curate the experience in a real life conversation. It's really difficult to Photoshop your feelings, your looks, <laughs> right. your opinions. So you get the more it's a more trusting version of a friendship. If you make that friendship face to face. I'm not saying you can't make friendships online, but at some point you have to FaceTime them. You have to spend some time with them. You have to eat with them. You're going to hang out with them in order to feel like you belong and that you're not an imposter, that you actually, you deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and just to add on even more to get those reps in, you know, you always, you know, this is one of the studies you always mention that I love like Ermin Ebbinghaus about the, the forgetting curve. Right. And how in the 1800s, yes, the scientific thing where like, basically if you were to take a test today, if you were to take that t- test, take a test today and got an 80 percent on it. If you were to take that same test tomorrow, the day after, you probably would get a, wor- a lesser score than you were originally because definitely get a lesser score. Test, <laughs> yeah, definitely, I'm going to fail that thing. You, yeah. you tend to forget things over time, especially if you don't uh, remember. And that's the same thing with face to face and getting outside of the digital space. It's like. A lot of times we so, or especially as young kids, uh, we're so hip and inclined to the screen time that we forget to like find out like how it feels to hold space in a real life conversation, having a talk with somebody like, and that's what I've learned too. It's like, man, like every time, uh, whenever I have a business meeting with a, a client or whatever, and we get away from the Zoom meetings and actually go in person, like I had a, a lunch meeting with someone last week. And I was like, man, doesn't it feel just so different than what it was like via a Zoom call or anything? I was like, yeah. And so, uh, man, I just I just totally agree with everything you said in regards to like getting that repetition as far as the face to face feeling to understand how to fill a space and, you know, to provide value in that certain moment without having to you know, Photoshop, what you're looking like, Photoshop, what you're trying to text or, or, you know, use some type of apps to say the perfect thing type thing. And so I think that's like really important for, for, for uh, young individuals. Oh yeah, man. You can look online and see a beautiful meal. It looks delicious, makes your mouth water, but you know, it's better than looking at the picture, putting that mug in your mouth, <laughs> right? Tasting it with your, with your taste your buds, <laughs> right? And think about it. Can it like, I bet you right now, if I could tell you what were some of your favorite photos of your childhood with your mom and your family, you could picture those photos right now, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're classics. Like you have one. 
So because you have that one photo, it's burned inside your head. It was probably a Polaroid that you had to sit there and wave for a while, or you had to go get it like developed. Yeah. Your mom got developed. You hold it. Yeah. You, if you don't keep it in the right place, it gets stuck to other photos. So you have that mm-hmm. and burn your memory. But what about the 5,000 photos on your phone? Can you mm. just ramble off? Like, can you remember mm. any of those photos? So the, 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 there's a diminished value of the disconnect from it being a digital photo versus from holding that picture in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you want to feel like you belong, you want to feel like you have something meaningful, something matters, you have to be there physically, mentally, and emotionally in those environments, in a club, in a team, with your family, offering something to them. And if you offer something to them, people are like, oh, that's stupid. We don't want to do that. That's fine. Figure out ways where you can have some sort of value where you feel like, hey, they need me. Maybe you're a person who has a sense of humor. Okay, well, if you're good at cracking jokes, everybody likes to laugh. Maybe you're a person who's good at planning things. Well, I'll plan the get-together, hang out with our friends, our family. Well, then yep. plan things. Everyone likes to have a friend that has something that they don't have. And I was telling my class the other day, Kenneth, I was like, hey, man, I'm like, you guys, you guys are taking this class called social health. But really what we're doing is we're teaching you to have an easier life and a better, more enjoyable life. Because as you get older, you're going to want a friend who's a doctor, who's a dentist, who's a mechanic, who's if you got a friend that has a skill set in every type of scenario that you need and you got them on speed dial and you can just call them up and they'll answer your call. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have a shortcut to less troubles, less struggles, and you're going to spend less money for it. I'm like, you know, what t- I told my students, well, you know, what? the only thing that tastes better than getting sushi from my favorite sushi restaurant is getting a free roll from the chef at my favorite sushi restaurant. And how do I get free rolls there? Because I started using, I started using that gift of gab. I started seeing this person as a person, tip them well, boom, boom. Now I know they make special sushi just for me. And Kenneth knows, I used to go, we used to go to that one sushi place, get all this extra stuff on it, right? It's just, it always feels better to have a hookup, to have an inside track well, the only way you're going to get a hookup, the only way you're going to have an inside track is you got to be an active, purposeful, meaningful member of a situation. And you got to have purposeful struggle to benefit other people's lives. And then when you're struggling, they're going to try to return it and give it back to you in any way that they can. Facts. Okay. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much as always for following us here at OG Therapy. Uh, if you haven't joined our Patreon, go check it out. Like I said, it's www.patreon.com backslash OG Therapy. Follow us on our OG Therapy uh, YouTube page. Our YouTube page is kind of like quiet right now. We haven't been posting a lot on there. And we're still doing some reels every now and there. Um, but to be totally honest with you guys, we're doing this podcast consistently. We're more focused on some other things that we're working on in OG Therapy. Um, because Kenneth and I are trying to be people that practice what we preach. We don't want to be online all the time. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't want to be living in the, we realize we have to live in the digital world, but in the digital world, if you have lots of followers, you have lots of fans, that doesn't mean that you matter. That just means you're getting some attention. Right. So you guys remember if you guys, any struggles, any difficulties, please message here. You can DSM, DM us at uh, <laughs> um, OG, in our OG therapy um, uh, DMs on Instagram. You can hit up Kenneth and I uh, personally, And uh, we'll consider your questions. But if you're on Patreon, we'll definitely answer those questions. So until next time, guys, remember, if you're struggling, if you're wondering why, 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 what do I do? And you're down on your knees saying, Lord, Lord, please. Remember, you can always press, press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time, be cool.